Hey, good afternoon. This is Cisco Champions Radio at Cisco Live. Uh, and my name is Justin Cohen, and I'm actually from Cisco. We're going to talk today about what it's like to be a geek in a Cisco co-innovation center. And with me is Ben Story. Go ahead, Ben. Hi, my name is Ben Story. I'm a network engineer uh, at Network80 on the Twitters. And I'm here to make sure that we all know all about Justin and what he does and that wonderful skunk works up in, in Canada. <laughs> and I'm Matt Olette. You can find me on Twitter, at Matt Olette. I know, very original, right? Uh, and I'm here to help along with the story, too. And I, I forgot to give my Twitter out, actually. So my Twitter is at CanTechIT. And some people say at CanTechIt, but that's okay. And uh, mm -hmm. the other one is I have to give our URL because if I don't, I'm going to get in trouble. So it's like Cisco.com slash go slash T-O-Innovate gets to our place. But you can just Google us, which is the Cisco Co-Innovation Center in Toronto. So, so Justin, you, you were a Cisco champion at one point. You yeah, used to be on the other side of the table. Tell us how you got from Cisco champion to getting to work with some of these cool technologies. So I'm going to give a little bit of credit right now to the social community, right? So I started getting involved in what we did at Cisco Champions and Cisco Live, and I was working for a partner at the time, and uh, they were really great. They supported me. And then one day I saw a posting for the Cisco Co-Innovation Center in Toronto, and I'm reading through this job posting, and it's like, did someone write this for me? And then I, the next one was, there's no way this is literally what, what this job is. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I got to apply for this, right? So I throw my hat in. And, uh, and there was tons of people who put their name in, and then I got the interview and I went down there. And I think I spent more time asking my now boss at the time, I, I think I spent more time asking him questions, because I'm like, there's no way this is the job. There's no way this is the job. And it turns out it, it was. And uh, you know, I had all sorts of questions like, you know, what does success look like? How long is this party gonna last? So what are we gonna do? Right. So yeah, it's it just, it, it lucked out. Um, so most people don't know, we have. Uh, the only co-innovation center in North America is in Toronto. We don't actually have one in the States because we have so many engineering operations in the Bay Area already. So they invested heavily in Canada and, and built the center there. Our sister center is in Rio where we have another team of people. And then we have 14 globally around the world. And each one is a little different in how they operate and they have different people and they focus on different types of things. So I think it's a good segue. Uh, why don't you tell people what the innovation center does? So the innovation center is part of product engineering. So that's the first thing to understand. Is we're not part of sales and marketing. So when you see innovation center at any other company, it typically means like demo center, place you go to see stuff. We're not a demonstration facility, although we demo stuff, but we're not a demo facility. We're a place where customers come to solve weird problems. Customers come to us and say, we wish we could do something or one day we want to do something. And it's our job to see if we can make that a reality. And we don't have to worry about selling stuff. So it's not, there's no numbers or bogey or something. And we actually are quite proud of when we shut projects down because it means that we tried and we just couldn't get it done or there was a piece of technology that was missing. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. We work with customers and startups and now internal people at Cisco to try to come up with cool new ideas. Yeah. Well, what are some of those ideas? Are there anything so, people should look for? Yeah. So first of all, the Cisco Innovation Network here on the floor, we have got a bunch of our stuff that we're showing. Um, the idea, a lot of it is just to show what what's possible with Cisco. What's the ecosystem look like? What can you do with the Cisco ecosystem? And how far can we push technology? So we have got some edge AI stuff that we're showing. We're doing a lot with video analytics. So we're turning uh, the one cool demo we just launched today was this really cool thing about how we do, uh, we turn every police vehicle into a sensor network. 
So every car is doing AI processing at the edge and then sending all their data to a cloud broker and then sharing it across every single car in the fleet. So that's a POC that we built just because a customer was like, hey, what do you think you could do in our cars? So we just built this for fun. And then we wanted to go one step beyond that. So we, we have a partner called Patriot One that we work with. They make threat uh, analytics and threat detection stuff, um, like physical threat. So we actually built an officer safety tool that actually looks at dash cams and looks to see if they're about to get ambushed. So it looks to see, hey, there's a person with a firearm behind you. You need to look behind you. So we actually built an ambush detector, and it's running in our booth live. You can see it. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's kind of what we do, right? We, we take these weird ideas in the center and we come up with a neat idea. And I know people have seen photos of what we do in the Innovation Center, and we have videos on YouTube. If you look at Cisco Canada, we post all sorts of stuff that we're working on. And people are like, is this really what you guys do? You just like sit in the lab all day and come up with cool ideas? And yeah, I mean, there's real work, you know? Um, we're a small team in Toronto, so, um, so I'm the Innovation Architect. That's my official title is Innovation Architect. And then I have an innovation engineer who works in the lab every day. His name's Andrew, and he's kind of the guy that nerds out in the lab all day. And then we have a software developer. His name's Felix. Um, he's our lead software developer on the team because I'm not a dev guy. So he does all our software development. Andrew kind of helps glue stuff together. I run architecture. And then Wayne Cuervo, who's our director, he's the director of innovation for the Americas. So he's like our boss on site and kind of keeps us from doing stuff that's too crazy sometimes like hey we want to do this cool thing with drones he's like no drones <laughs> so so have there been any of uh, these projects that have gotten outside of the innovation center and gone on to become an actual cisco product yeah so we have had you know the road to product at cisco is difficult right i mean you think about when cisco sells a product it's going to be supportable it's going to be sellable it's got to be sustainable it's going to have a life cycle someone's got to like love it and care for it we can't do that. I, I can't own a product in the innovation center because it won't survive just with us and we're only one group of people. So when we build something, sometimes we'll try to find a BU to take it and own it and, and sort of give it love. And that's difficult because the business units, they have like three and five year plans for their product. And if I just throw a wrench on, hey, you should add this cool thing or we built this, they're like, well, we have like three and five years of stuff we're working on. So, you know, maybe two to 3% of our stuff makes it out in the field to a real product. But I, I will give you one example. So in Toronto, we built, three years ago, we built the Toronto, Cisco Toronto office. Um, we wanted to build the smartest building we could. So we wanted to build a digital ceiling. Everything in the ceiling, IP powered, IP controlled, everything, right? So we went out, we got a whole bunch of 3560 compact switches, you know, the little ones with no fan, right, right? right? And we stacked those vertically on these custom racks that are hanging in the ceiling. And we plugged every light, every HVAC controller, everything into those things. And it was great. Like we had this cool digital ceiling. And then somebody went and updated securities, like they updated the iOS in, the, in all of them, and then rebooted them when they put new iOS in. And what do you think happened to all our lights? Oh, I'm guessing it went dark. Right. And then this was like, hey, how long are the lights going to be out? We're like, uh, like six or seven minutes. <laughs> and they're like, uh, that's not going to do. And then the other one was we had like seven of these switches stacked in the ceiling. It's like, it's like 90 degrees Fahrenheit up there, mm -hmm. right, uh, in the ceiling. So the top switch was just constantly overheat, 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 overheat. Now, I mean, our stuff will run overheat for a long time, but so there was that problem. So we went back to the business unit with all the stuff we learned, building the center, and said, hey, here's the stuff. And they built something called the digital building switch, which you can buy now. It's not, not a lot of people know about it. It's called the Catalyst Digital Building Switch. And that was where Perpetual PoE started. So okay, it yeah. was the idea that when you reboot the iOS, that the PoE stays on. That's a feature in the Cat 9K. Sure, keep the, the lights on. Right. The first right. switch that had that was the digital building switch. 
right? And then the DBS also recognizes IoT protocols like CoAP that are commonly used, and we can do neat stuff like CoAP proxying. The other thing we built was uh, the, that switch uh, stacks horizontally now, not vertically, so they don't overheat. It's also a giant heat sink. Um, and then in ceilings, they have this material called Unistrut. It's like this metal material. Right. We actually built a Unistrut mount for it. So it mounts up in the ceiling, just like any other thing in the ceiling. So that's the best example of where something we did resulted in like a real whole product. Other stuff that we've done um, in our other centers, like Australia, they have this thing called um, Farm Decision Platform, where they go out to farms and they like weigh animals and they track their movements. And they do all this cool stuff. That's an example of something where they're trying to get a market, right? We have it deployed and there's some customers that are trying it and using it, but they're, you know, how do we get it to market and things like that. Cisco's doing more of that these days with CX, right? The CX guys will do custom engagements and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's another one. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the ones we have out, you know, in the other centers. We focus so much on what we're doing some days. Connected Conservation is another big one that our group has been working on. So that's... Uh, helping to save rhinos in Africa. Oh, okay. Right? So they're using AI, using something called Deep Fusion Reasoning Engine. If you look online, you can see we've posted some stuff on it. It's an AI engine um, to help uh, catch poachers in Africa and help save rhinos. We have a VR demo of it, like with video in our booth. So go check that out. But So yeah, those are some examples of the stuff that we built that have kind of hit the field. Sure. Yeah, and circling back on the, the perpetual POE, I mean, with all the IoT stuff, that's that's going to be big. Yeah, and it all started with lights, right? And it all started with us building a building and going, oh, man, that, that ain't going to work. What are we going to do? So they're like, oh, we'll, we'll build this perpetual power thing. Sure. So, so how, how do people get involved with this uh, if customers are looking to? So, yeah. So a lot of our engagement is, um, because we're in Toronto, the sales teams love to bring customers in to see us in the Innovation Center um, to really wow customers. We have people travel globally to come to Toronto to see our center. Um, it is super easy to get a hold of us. Very simple. We're a small team. If you literally go to the Cisco Co-Innovation Center, Toronto Co-Innovation Center page, there's a link to contact us. That goes directly to our program manager, um, who is Telma on my team. She will get that email immediately, and she will contact you back and, uh, and set something up. It's that easy. Or people can email me, right? J-U-C-O-H-E-N at Cisco.com. Email me. We can set something up. We can talk. We'll talk to just about anybody about just about anything. Very cool. So you've told us about a lot of the successes, but I know with innovation, there's always some missteps. Have, have you got any um, of your the ones that you just beat your head against that you can tell us about? Yeah. One of the first projects we did in the center was uh, we call Wilbur. Wilbur's our, our, our sort of mascot now. He's our pig in the center. And... And we did this smart project where they came to us and said, we want to sensor enable our barn. And I, we're like, well, that's really easy. I mean, that's been done before. What if we sensor enable the things in the barn? They're like, yeah, that's cool. So we don't know anything about pigs. So we met with a pig veterinarian and said, hey, look, if you could sensor enable a pig, what would you want to know? And they're like, well, we need to know how often it eats, sleeps, heart rate, and body temperature. And then we can tell, is it sick? Is it well? Is it in heat? Um, and then we can, we can actually, prov we provided a dashboard. So we built a sensor pack, we built a tracking mechanism, and then we built uh, a whole dashboard for it as a proof of concept. The customer's like, that's awesome. Now where we run into problems though, is almost never technology. The problem is not technology. The problem is actually like, well, what happens if the sensor gets eaten by another animal? And what if it ends up with a food chain? And like all these weird things that you don't think about that aren't technology related is kind of what gets us sometimes. So that was a good example of a project where we like came up with this whole concept and built a proof of concept, and then we kind of had to shelve it because we couldn't 
like you couldn't really get it to market. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. But since then, people have started to come out with technologies like that. And this is something we did three years ago. So yeah, like we don't always get there. We don't always get there. It's weird. IoT is a good example. Anything with IoT, we run into with batteries. Batteries are the biggest problem with IoT because you just you can never have a big enough battery. It's one tech that didn't keep up. <laughs> well, they, whenever you put sensors on stuff, right? Right. Uh, Wi-Fi is actually a pretty horrible technology for IoT sensors that are Wi-Fi powered because, or like that talk on Wi-Fi because it's really hard to make Wi-Fi super efficient. Now, IPv6, or sorry, Wi-Fi six. It's going to fix that because the new stuff in Wi-Fi 6 is really great for low power. So we're hoping that, that that's going to really help. But traditionally, like older Wi-Fi was such a power suck that it would kill batteries. So that's why we do a lot of LoRa. So in the center, we do LoRa. We've done some six low pan stuff. Um, we've done some other more skunkworksy weird RF technologies. But yeah, because batteries are such a challenge. So, yeah, sometimes it's not the tech that gets us. It's, like, weird things, like business and power. Well, I think now that you've talked a little bit about getting people involved in what you do, I think a big question a lot of people are going to have is, how much does it cost to get involved? So we're part of product engineering. Like I said, we're not part of sales and marketing. So we don't really have a vehicle today to charge customers for what we do, right? Um, if customers contact us and they have an idea and we agree to work on it, we don't charge anybody I hope no one can hear this. No one's listening, right? Um, yeah, we don't charge anybody for when we're working on stuff. I don't have a vehicle. I actually don't have a vehicle to really bill them for, right? But, you know, I mean, something has to pay for the party. So for us, what we're trying to do is drive value towards the Cisco ecosystem. Every time a customer goes ahead with something or they use something we've helped them with, they're going to buy some Cisco stuff. And, and there isn't a really great line that I can draw between us and revenue, right? Um, so for us, it's all about, we actually measure ourselves on influence, not so much on dollars. And by the way, measuring yourself on influence is really hard because how do you quantify that? But that's literally why I'm sitting with you guys, right? It's to get the word out about what we do. And as Cisco really does innovate and we really do try new stuff and that we're not just a demo center. So we're, we are a skunk works place. So. Right. And you're not, you're not even just innovating. You're making an impact. That's what we're trying to do, right? You know, you look at Connected Conservation and the stuff that they've been doing on the team, you know, with uh, the Save, Save This Rhino. And there's a documentary from, um, from National Geographic about our work there. The stuff that we're doing with the Connected, connected Mobile stuff to try to help with officer safety. Um, the Connected Building stuff where we're doing the video recognition inside buildings to protect against threats. You know, the, the, the eco stuff we're doing where we use Wi-Fi to actually uh, control HVAC inside buildings. So we actually, uh, we started a program, and I'll, I'll jump down this rat hole for a second. We started a program at the University of British Columbia with a student there who had this idea to fix the HVAC. He's like, rooms are always too hot or too cold. They either keep rooms too cold because when 200 people come in, they don't want to overheat, or... Um, they, it's too hot because they don't want to waste energy. So what he said is, well, why don't we just use Wi-Fi to track where people are and then adjust HVAC live real time? So, well, that's easy. So we gave him a, a feed out of CMX. Here's where people are, all anonymized, doesn't know who they are, just knows where they are. And, and they started controlling their HVAC. They saved $400,000 the first year in the university doing that. Wow. Right? Like, that was a big impact. Um, so it went so well. We actually fund uh, we fund these research chairs all over the place uh, at Cisco. Um, so we actually fund a research chair there on digital building science now, and they have these really cool ways of being able to like show you what goes on in a building in these cool dashboards based on nothing but Wi-Fi data. So real estate guys love it 
real estate managers because they're building whole facilities because they think that they need space when really what they have is a scheduling problem. And so like governments are loving this kind of technology. Universities are loving it. Um, so it's how do we take the tech we have and just try to do something cool with it? For us, Cisco stuff is a tool. In fact, it's funny. You go to the Innovation Center and there's, there's some Cisco stuff around, but it's mostly just all the stuff you can do with our stuff. So we're trying to push that value story more so than demoing our stuff. You mentioned a little bit ago about the um, threat detection that you guys are doing. And, yeah. and with the U.S., that's huge. So yeah. could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So Patriot One is a partner of ours that we've been working with for a while. They were a startup in Canada. Um, and they've got a bunch of different technologies. Um, the, the one that just went... So they, their first customer ship was today. They just shipped the very first one to a customer running on a Cisco platform. Right? So there's the value. Um, trained on a Cisco C480. So the Cisco C40 ML machine learning, they did all their training on a C40 ML in our lab. And then it was launched on a, a C220. And that's doing video recognition for active threats, right? Um, that was the very first product that we did with those guys. We helped those guys with. The one that we're working on now that's not commercially available yet is actually doing covert threat detection. So think concealed stuff um, using RF to detect if somebody has like concealed stuff. Not commercially available right now. I want to be super clear about that. But if we can make that work, I mean, that's pretty innovative, right? I mean, that's going to change the story for threat stuff. So we've been working with them for a while. They're a great partner. We have, they are with us in our booth today. So you can go and see the video recognition. we got some Nerf toys that it detects. So you can try it. Um, those are the kind of startups that when we meet them for the first time, and by the way, they came to us through IBM. So we have a deal, not a deal, but we have like a, a friendship with the IBM Innovation Hub in Toronto. And the, we, they came through us because IBM's a big partner, right? So they came to us through IBM. So we have these sort of deals with other innovation hubs where we all trade info and stuff. So yeah, we found them. We're like, this is really cool. Like this could change the world type stuff. So we took a shot and we're like, we're going to spend time, right? Um, and, you know, they don't pay, they don't pay us anything I, they, I mean they pay to be in the partner program right but they don't pay for the time they spend in our lab or anything like that you know um but they just they just sold 50 ucs servers right so there, there's the impact story right yeah okay so i spent the last you know year working with these guys but you know all of a sudden they started selling stuff so you know that's the that's the benefit so more more to come on that one for sure realistically what i want people to realize is that we're, we're not a demo center. We in the co-innovation centers globally are trying to make a good human impact. We are trying to legitimately make the world a better place using Cisco technology as much as we possibly can. Um, we are encouraged to fail. Like they're like no limits. Our boss, our, our CTO, Dave Ward is like no limits. You guys, I want you guys trying everything, take chances, fail, do whatever it takes to try to push stuff. Um, you know they they fund us well we get what we need we have the tools we have the resources and there is no limits um and innovation is hard it is so hard people come in the door like oh I have this cool idea and we're like yeah that's been done here's here's where it's been done before you know that for me uh, and the team what we re we really want is just to try to to push stuff with technology as much as we possibly can so if people have an idea call us we want your ideas no matter how crazy we want to hear about it so, and we're open to, to working with partners and startups and like anybody who's got stuff and they think, oh man, I wonder if Cisco would help us. I'm like, 
will call me. Right. 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 That's the solution. So hit me up on Twitter, Cantech IT. That that works. Right. Call us. Go to our website. We want to we want to work with people. So. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of good ideas out there. And, and there's lots of con- yeah, lots of content on our YouTube. So go and watch all of that, and uh, and you'll learn about what we do. Come visit. So you guys got to come to Canada and see what we do. I'm not too far away, so where are you? Should. Where are you? I'm over in Michigan. So. Oh, you're Michigan. You're oh. close. And where have you been? You're in. I'm down in Illinois, but not too far. That's not too far. Yeah, we can That's carpool. Too... Yeah, we've had, <laughs> we've had we've had Cisco we've had Cisco champions come up before. We had a Cisco champion get together not that long ago. Um, we've had a couple of people. Uh, uh, Zoe was up, and we have. Uh, Jody is really close to us, so he comes by, and, and uh, even even Conway's been up, and so it's yeah, it's it's been good. So, yeah, yeah for sure. So I think that's going to wrap it up. Yep. Okay. Well, on, on behalf of these guys, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna help wrap it up. Uh, my name's Justin Cohen from Cisco Systems, and uh, I'm with the Co Innovation Centers. And again, we have 14 places globally, so check us out online. Ben, what's your uh, what's your call? Where are you at? I'm um, on the Twitters as uh, ntwrk80, or you can find me at packetforwarding.com packetforwarding.com yeah, and I'm Matt and I can be found at uh, packetpilot.com and on Twitter at Matt Olette. I won't spell it out because it's got too many letters I'm sure they can find you so uh, for me Justin Ben Matt that's a wrap until the next session here in the podcast domain so uh, come back when we do the next one we're out